This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. And today as we begin a new liturgical year and enter into the time of Advent, Archbishop, I thought this would be a beautiful time for us to just look back a little bit, but also to get started. Happy New Year as we we do (laughs) begin a new season in the church. And as we reflect on that new season and, and a time for opportunities, would you please begin in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, as we have just celebrated the great solemnity of Christ, the King of the universe, we ask you as we enter into this new year in the church to be filled with your grace and blessings that come to us through the glorious reign of your Son, Jesus. We ask you, Father, with your Son, Jesus, to send the Holy Spirit now into the minds and hearts and ears of our listeners that you might have a word for them as they listen to this broadcast. So we place this time in your hands, Father, as always, asking you to direct it, lead it, and guide it. And all this we ask through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, but before we launch into Advent, we've been praying that prayer. You've been praying that yeah. prayer that is found on the miraculous medal, which was struck in 1830, if I remember my date correctly. But we just recently had the feast day. I didn't realize there was a feast for Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal mm-hmm. the day before the feast of Catherine Labore, which is on the 28th, and then the 27th of November uh, is Our Lady, the Miraculous Medal. And and you wear a Miraculous Medal. I wear a Miraculous Medal. It's something that we've been invited to do. Yes, as, as there's, there's um, I, you know, I I wear my myself personally, I wear the Miraculous Medal because, you know, the the history of the use of this this uh, sacramental, which is, uh, you know, it's there's nothing magical or anything. You know, we don't want to be superstitious about it, but right. there's a long history of of great protection uh, that comes through Our Lady uh, for those who who wear the miraculous medal, but also I partially wear it because our archdiocese is consecrated; is, is she is our patroness mm-hmm. under the title of the Immaculate Conception. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Mary, conceived without sin, that is a reference to the Immaculate Conception to Mary under that title. She's the patroness of our cathedral. She's the patroness of our archdiocese. So as the shepherd of this local church, yeah. I, I like the idea of, of wearing that medal around my neck uh, in, in my own devotion and consecration to Our Lady. Well, I love that. And I think it's just another way for us to look at our our prayer, but also we're part of this church. And so this is one way of just really connecting with the Mother Church here in the Archdiocese of Portland and in our country 
again, dedicated to the Immaculate Conception. We have the, the shrine. Right. Well, the National Shrine. The National Shrine. In and our country is dedicated to her, but also Archdiocese. Yeah. Was, so. I love it. It is a new year. I think sometimes we save the New Year's resolutions <laughs> for January 1, which is fine. But I think for us liturgically, I wanted to give us a sense of just this changing of time in our own liturgical year and how we can slow down and reflect and, and maybe start with your own Looking back at yeah. 2023, 10 years here in the Archdiocese right, right, of Portland, right. just having that decade to be able to travel throughout the Archdiocese, to be with so many communities, but just a little bit of looking back mm-hmm. over this last year, since last Advent, it's hard to believe that. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, um, I, I know. You know, and I think it's a good it's a good way to to look at this as as, as we say, and in, in, you know, I hope our listeners know what we're talking about, that the church's liturgical year, uh, the church's year, if you will, is different from the calendar year that we follow. January 1st is New Year's Day. Well, uh, in the church, if you will, uh, the first Sunday of Advent is New Year's Day. It's the beginning of a new liturgical year, the new liturgical cycle. You know, the church ends its year, as I just said in the prayer on the on the solemnity of Christ, the universal king. Uh, but then immediately then comes the first Sunday of Advent, and we begin the whole cycle again of reliving and celebrating the events of our Lord's life, uh, the events really of our salvation. So I think, you know, the beginning of Advent is in the church a, a good time for us also to slow down, to take stock of our life, to think, meditate, reflect. You know, I, we've said this before, you know, Advent <laughs> is meant to be a time of quiet and prayer and recollection and meditation uh, in, in the quiet you know, uh, long nights and, and the darkness of winter is a time for meditation and, and slowing down and, and really reflecting. Unfortunately, culturally, it is a crazy time of the year for most of us. Yeah. And it's busy and, you know, we're getting ready for Christmas and the other holidays. And it just, uh, most of us get very stressed at this time of, of, of year. That's not the way it's really supposed to be. So I think it's just good to to once in a while just stop, slow down, and, and take stock of, of our life. What, what has been happening in our life? Because, you know, we need to reflect on our experiences in life and not simply just live through them, but we need to reflect on them. Because what, what, here's what I've discovered over time. You know, I've discovered that, you know, the Holy Spirit is really speaking to us a lot, but we just don't take the time to listen mm-hmm. and to observe and to see how the hand of God has been guiding us. And I, I, I know for me, I, this is a lesson <laughs> learned quite late in life and long, long after I was even ordained a bishop to really notice how the Holy Spirit speaks through the events of our life. So as we look back uh, on, our, on our time, uh, we, we begin to see patterns we begin to see how the Holy Spirit is is moving. I think for me uh, in this last year, I, I think on a very uh, personal level, on a, on a deep spiritual and personal level, I, I'm so grateful to the Lord for the continued uh, continued grace of healing that He has been working in my life. You know, I've shared uh, in, in other forum uh, and and perhaps here. Um, you know my own my own journey of healing. You know, we're, as we 
record this broadcast. You know, we're preparing for the John Paul II Healing Center, Healing the Whole Person Retreat that's going to be happening here in Portland, which I uh, understand there's over 1,300 people coming, and uh, it's going to be a powerful event. And I'm so happy that this, this, this healing ministry and this gift of healing is going to be shared you know, with so many people because it's, it's been very impactful in my own personal life. And it heals a wound uh, uh, deep in me uh, that, uh, you know, is related to the, the proverbial father wound. But what, what I'm appreciative in this last year is how, as, as I continue ex- to experience the healing of God in, in my own life and the healing of that wound, I am discovering on a deeper and deeper level my own spiritual fatherhood. And this deep call that I feel to spiritual fatherhood uh, for all of the people entrusted to my care here in, in Western Oregon, all of the people, and in a particular way, my my priests, uh, those that are, are are called to be my priest sons. You know, the bishop is called to be father, brother, and and friend to his priests. And this father role has always been a challenge for me. I think because of my own woundedness in this area. So I'm just so grateful to to see this growing relationship. Now it's not perfect. And any priest out there <laughs> listening might be thinking, well, Archbishop, you got a long way to go there. But I feel like, for me, this last year has been a year of continued building of deeper relationships with the priests of the Archdiocese, uh, who are my principal collaborators in the ministry. And uh, all, all of the clergy do. And I, I don't want to discount the ministry of our, our, our beloved deacons, mm-hmm. who are also ordained ministers of the church and, and who assist the bishop and the pastors in, in, in various ways. But there's a special bond between uh, the bishop and, and his priests. And I'm just grateful for I, what I sense is a, is a growing relationship of friendship, of trust, of, of collaboration, of unity and mission, which, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, I'm, I, as I look back uh, on, on the last year or two, I think you know, we're, uh, we're, we've been doing some groundwork, I guess you could call it laying a foundation for, I think, some great work of evangelization that we're uh, poised to do here in the Archdiocese of Portland. As I've shared before, that's one of my goals is to really form this local church with so many that will help me to be an evangelizing church, to be a church that invites, a church that welcomes, a church that, that brings people to Jesus, brings people into the body of Christ, the church, to encounter him in word and in sacrament. So we've been doing some great work in that area. We're going to be soon, uh, I'll be beginning uh, to release now a series of videos that I've been recording now for, I think, almost a year. I mean, it's kind of been a secret. Uh, I've been secretly preparing this and building a, a whole library of videos that are going to be really an exposition of the Catholic faith. It's, it's catechetical. It's going to be catechesis. It's going to be teaching what we believe. But it's not, it's not like me sitting down and... and uh, you know, uh, reading the catechism to anybody or, or, or anything. I hope it's not going to be dry right. and, and boring. I hope it'll be very engaging. Yeah. But they're going to be, they're videos that are going to be centered around more like a conversation, mm-hmm. talking about some of the deeper questions that, that stir in the human heart, but then showing how Jesus, you know, is, is the answer to those things. You know, Jesus changes everything, you know, has yeah. is, is, is been my, my phrase that I've latched on to. So I'm very grateful for. The, the, the building blocks that are being put in place for, for really uh, putting on steroids, if you will, our evangelization efforts here in the Archdiocese. 
I'm very grateful uh, for, uh, I think, the new direction that, that we've already announced uh, that's going to happen with regard to our Catholic schools and our educational efforts here in the Archdiocese. I look forward to welcoming uh, Elias Moe, our, our new director for Catholic education to the Archdiocese and, and the establishment of our new office, the Office for the Mission of yeah. Catholic Education, uh, and a whole new approach to, to how we're going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, catechize, teach, form, really, uh, our, our young people, especially for their future witness to Christ and, and, and to our Catholic faith. So those changes that have been painful and difficult to to arrive at, and and uh, you know these, you know when you really go in a whole new direction, it's 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 challenging and it's difficult, and and people's lives are impacted by that, and I, I fully realize that. But you know if we're going to if we're going to do, I believe what Jesus is asking us to do in this time in this place, uh, a, a whole new direction uh, was needed there. So I'm grateful for. You know the uh, uh, those who have helped me come and discern that decision and and uh, and and take take the move that 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 was uh, I felt needed uh, to to set us on a, on a whole new path. So you know as I as I look over this last year, uh, you know I, I I don't know if there's been anything momentous, uh, but I I think that uh, just continuing to to strategically. And persistently pursue this path, I think is is really beginning to bear fruit. Uh, so I'm I'm you know it's kind of we just celebrated Thanksgiving. So I guess I'm in a little bit of a Thanksgiving mode as I'm yeah. even listening to myself. You know what am I grateful for over the last year? And I think that's a good thing to 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 pause and reflect on. It really is. And when you said. You know, reflect on my experiences. And I think you've talked about, and I've heard many of our pastors talk about doing the daily examine, you know, having that opportunity. And how many times do we really, I have to ask myself, how many times do I really do that daily examine or at the, at the evening uh, before I get too tired? Do I really look at what were the opportunities? What were the, maybe I, I missed that opportunity. Um, oh, I, I did probably shouldn't have said that or you know just those little things of of was I really paying attention to others or was I paying so much attention to myself <laughs> and and I think what are some ways when we're not used to doing that examine to to notice because like you said the holy spirit is trying to pierce into our lives Absolutely. but will we take time to use that opportunity right you know and I think the daily examine um is 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 really uh, uh, an important part of the spirituality uh, of a Christian. You know that we're taught at the end of the day, and you know I I do this sort of as part of my evening night prayer ritual. You know, as as we pray the Divine Office, the the breviary before bed, we pray Compline or night prayer, and it, part of that is is a, a little penitential, right? And we're we're invited at that time to just reflect on the day. You know, and it's it's not a um, it's not meant to be like a thorough examination of conscience that you might do before right. celebrating the sacrament of penance or confession, but uh, it's just a, a basic question of looking over the day and as we look over a year uh, or a month and and just kind of ask yourself, you know, what did I do well today in, in witnessing to God? Uh, and what did I do well in, in being loving today? Where did I fail? 
where did I fail? And and where can I improve? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, what went well but could be better? You know, so just it's just meant to be that. It's to just a, a glance over the day. What happened today? And and to take some 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 time with that uh, as we look forward to the next day. And then and usually uh, we're encouraged before uh, we finish the exam and before we shut off the light is to just make one simple small resolution for the next day and to go to bed, yeah. to go to sleep with that resolution in our mind and heart uh, and then wake up in the morning and, and, and really commit ourselves to that. And that takes a discipline. It takes a plan. I think for some of us, okay, putting a plan, my prayer, uh, those things that are are most important and to prioritize when we come into a new year, maybe it's that time to say, do I have a plan? Do I have a plan for confession, for making sure I get to the Sunday mass? If I've got a busy work schedule, am I planning maybe a daily mass in there, here or there? You go to the gym and you've talked about that. Just there there is a need for us as human creatures to have that plan in place so when things get crazy, we can still keep God at the top of our list, right? And that's what I really would encourage us all to do. And I I think I've mentioned this before uh, to our listeners. That's why I have such great uh, uh, admiration and devotion to uh, St. Jose Maria Escrivá, the founder of Opus Dei, because part of the spirituality that he fostered and, and, and taught to, to the members of, of Opus Dei was the plan of life. Mm. To have discipline. As you said, uh, Dean Marie, to have a plan and to do the best we can to stick to it. Now, mm-hmm. you know, we can't always right. perfectly fulfill the plan, but if we don't have a plan, mm-hmm. and if we're just going day by day by day, of flying by the seat of our pants, as we say, then you know we're 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 more prone to get distracted, to get off off track, to you know just uh, get into to, to things that that are uh, at best not helpful and and at worst harmful to us if we don't have some plan uh, that we try to follow every day. And I think this is a this is good spiritual discipline, and all of the spiritual masters yeah. of our faith tradition. Uh, would would speak to this the need for a plan, whether you call it discipline, uh, you know. And and let's face it, some of us are more disciplined than others, and some of us are more disciplined in some areas of yeah. our life, and not so disciplined in other areas of our life. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, that certainly is me. I can tell you, I I, I there are certain areas. Uh, that sometimes people look at me and gosh, how can you do that? How can you be so disciplined? How can you be so disciplined and sticking to that? And uh, you know, I say, well, yeah, but if you know what a mess I am in this area <laughs> over here where I'm completely undisciplined, but having discipline does help us even with the areas <laughs> in which we struggle uh, with, with being disciplined. Yeah, so I think as we as we look forward to, to to the next year, if you will, and whether we're talking about the new liturgical years we are mm-hmm. here now, or as we were starting to look forward to January first and and the and the civic uh, uh, new year, it's good to have a plan. I like I like that you bringing that up and and really encouraging us us all. So um, yeah, we call them resolutions. Uh, I don't like specifically New Year's resolutions in the sense that oftentimes they. They can even also be very self-centered uh, and focused right. on ourselves. You know, I want to lose weight, or you know, I want to do this, or I want to, you know, for personal betterment. You know, but but from more of an egotistical, you know, perspective rather than 
of, of love and service to God and, and, and to others. So as you know, as, as I mean, as I look forward uh, to this next year, as, as in terms of what's coming, I mean, I can see that you know this effort at Catholic education is going to be a major, major focus in in the coming year. And I had the great uh, joy of gathering with our new director of Catholic education in Baltimore a couple weeks ago during our fall bishops meeting in Baltimore. Actually, Elias was invited to be part of a panel that was put together by the chairman of of the Committee on Catholic Education for the Bishops' Conference, Bishop Thomas Daly of, of Spokane. Uh, he put together a panel of experts to address the bishops on the on the topic of Catholic education, and Elias was one of those invited. Uh, he's recognized, quite honestly, nationally as a, as a real leader in this area. So I was I was very happy to be able to listen to him first of all, but then also to spend some time personally with him, and and we had dinner with him. And uh, gosh, I just every time I talk to him, I get more excited about what God has in store for us here in in the coming year when it comes to the renewal of, of our Catholic education. But you know, Elias is is going to come in, and the first thing he's pledged to do is to to learn mm-hmm. and to get to know us, you know, and and uh, uh, really get the lay of the land, as they say, before you know making any, any major moves. I think we're going to see some major movement on the front of evangelization as we've laid these foundations. Now I think it's time to begin to really put some things into action. And I think really what I want to do, uh, my goal, is to lead in an effort here to really teach our people, as I said earlier, how to evangelize. We Catholics, I'm sorry, we're just terrible at this in general. I mean, with with some wonderful exceptions to the rule. But sadly for Catholics, we're just not very good at this. You know, and we look we look to some of our our brothers and sisters in other ecclesial communities, and especially maybe in the evangelical community, they're they're very good at this, of engaging with with their neighbors, with their friends, with their coworkers, with family members, and in, and inviting them into a relationship with the Lord through friendship, and uh, just through through genuine love. So I, I'm hoping we can really learn together how to do this, how to how to walk through those doors that are that are open to us constantly. Here's one thing that I've 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 learned to do that that is is very helpful, uh, and I think I maybe have mentioned this as well before. But you know, when people ask you to pray for them, will you will you pray for me for this for that for this health reason or for this family problem? Whatever, will you pray for my husband or you pray for my daughter? You know, we say, yeah, sure, we'll, I'll pray. Yeah, sure, we'll put them on the list and, you know, walk away. No! Let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. You want me to pray for your son? Let's pray right now. And just spontaneously pray, you know. And, I mean, gosh, that makes such an impact on people. One little tool of evangelization is to simply ask people, is there anything I can pray for you for? Uh, uh, this I, I met a young man recently, and he's had some experience in the evangelical church. And uh, he's always asking me, "What can I pray for, mm-hmm. Archbishop? What do you need prayers for?" You know, it's very, very. In, you know, it's very it shows you you're really interested in what's going on in this person's life, and you're willing to pray for that. So I think you know that's going to be, uh, I think, a great effort uh, in, in this coming year uh, toward a, the work of evangelization. I, I, th- you know, I have to tell you, folks, our listeners, that. You know, when I travel around the country or when I interact with people from other parts of the country, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, sadly, through many of the events that have happened here in Portland, 
um, you know, we don't have the greatest national reputation. I'm speaking specifically about the city of Portland. Um, you know, people often ask me, oh, my gosh, you know, what is it, what is it like there? You know, because they see what's in the news and, you know, during especially in the last few years and during the pandemic and during all the rioting and everything else, people got a very, very negative impression of, of Oregon. And quite honestly, you know, this part of the world and not just Oregon, but the Pacific Northwest is known to be generally a very unchurched part of the country. But I think that's that's the way God works. And I because I, I here's what I'm excited about, folks, for 2024. I am convinced that here in in the midst of what many people would consider to be darkness, God is going to do incredible things right here, right here in Western Oregon, right here in the Pacific Northwest, right here in the city of Portland and in the other communities of this archdiocese. God is going to spark something new and exciting. Uh, I, I think we're going to, I this may sound rather bold and, and, and maybe you might even think it egotistical a little bit or, or prideful, but I think we're going to be a beacon mm-hmm. of light and hope uh, for well beyond the Archdiocese of Portland. People are watching mm-hmm. what's happening here in the Archdiocese of Portland. I can tell you that. People are watching all over the country in the church what's happening here in the church in Western Oregon. And I, and I think we're just, I think God, and it's not, my, it's not my doing, it's not any of our doing, it's the Holy Spirit's doing. God has put his hand on us and, and wants to do something great here, and, and he's already beginning it. Yeah. And I think as we come into this new year, and, and let's use these, these four weeks, although we get a real short fourth week for Advent this year with just a day. <laughs> so, Four Sunday of Advent, Christmas, and then Christmas. next day. But yeah, to use this time to slow down, to really cooperate with the Holy Spirit in our families, in our parishes, in the ministries that we're doing, in the outreach, just whatever you're up to, in the schools, at college, whatever it is, in the workplace, be the best you can be and bring the light of Jesus Christ into whatever. And have a plan. <laughs> and have a plan. <laughs> For please. how to do that. Have a plan. And with that, would you please help us yes. close with your blessing? Yes. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you as we begin this new year in the church and be with you and your family and loved ones this day and always and forever. Amen. Amen. And we do want to thank you for joining us today on The Voice of the Shepherd. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, God bless you. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.